I want to begin this series by asking you a question. It's a sobering question that I really need you to process for a few moments. And and the question is, how are you doing in 2020? How are you doing in 2020? This has been quite the year. And I would tell you that I felt like I have led through this year pretty well as a follower of Jesus, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a leader. I feel like I have led myself and others pretty well. And yet the compound effect of this season, I didn't really have any idea how it had impacted me in a greater way than I had realized. It was the week leading up to August the 7th. I had not slept very well that week. Uh, Thursday night, I didn't sleep good that night. And as I woke up on August the 7th, I was in a bad place. I was sitting with a cup of coffee. I was lightheaded. I was having panic attack. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was wondering, oh my goodness, the weekend is coming. I'm scheduled to preach. I'm, can, I, can, I, can I preach? Am I going to be okay? Am I going to be in a good enough mental space? And I picked up the phone and I, I called one of my friends. And I, I shared with him that I, I was just going through a tough time that morning. I, I didn't sleep well that week. I just wasn't in a good mental space. And, and we talked and I just opened up and, and, he, and he helped me and helped me about some things that are just on my plate and creating content. And he, he, he helped me. That, that conversation really, it touched me. And, and that, 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 that day I, I was scheduled to hang with my kids. I was hanging with my kids and we were doing some shopping and, and some things. And, and I, I, as I was with my kids, I, I was fighting off a panic attack. They had no idea at the time, but they, they know now, but they had no idea that I, I was struggling. I was just trying to compose myself as we were together. And a couple of times I had to just stop and pause and, and breathe because I was, I was not in a good place. And I'm not the only one that has been impacted in this, in this season. I was in the coffee shop not very long ago picking up a cup of coffee and someone approached me and they began to talk and just began to open up and say, my marriage is not doing well. My marriage is struggling. And I could tell by the way this person was talking to me that their marriage was on the rocks. One of my dear friends, a very close friend of mine, who is a strong Christian, a strong man of God, loves the Lord with all of his heart. He, he opened up to me and said, I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with depression and and at nighttime I've been drinking alcohol just to try to get the edge off because I'm just I'm really I'm really struggling and and he opened up to me and and the reality is this since since March of of 2020 literally everyone in the world's life has been just turned upside down people have drifted into extreme levels of of unhealth. I would say that the majority of people have become unhealthy in some area 
of their life. Statistics say the COVID-19 pandemic has caused significant stress and psychological distress for a large proportion of the population. One survey found that one in three people said they feel lonely, up from one in five who reported feeling lonely prior to COVID-19. Well, one, one poll says 36% of Americans said the pandemic has, has had a serious impact on their mental health. In another poll, 31% of Americans say they're sleeping less because of the coronavirus-related anxieties. Suicides have increased from COVID-19. Drug overdose increased 18% in March, 20% in April, and 42% in May. Domestic violence and abuse has drastically increased increased, especially during the quarantine. Between March 25th and April 10th of this year, nearly nearly half of renters age 18 to 64 reported they were having trouble paying their rent or utilities, were food insecure, or could not afford needed medical care. Many people have gained weight through the coronavirus season. Come on, would you just slip your hands up if you picked up a few pounds? Come on, come on, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 45. Come on, online, if you picked up some weight, would you just write, just, that, that's me, just write, that's me. Don't have any shame. We, we love you at People's Church. Just, that, that's me. People have picked up weight. So some say that the 19 in COVID-19 stands for 19 pounds. That's what it stands for. Now, if you was wondering what that 19 stands for, it's 19 pounds of weight people have picked up. All these statistics remind me of a scripture that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. He says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep. The Bible actually compares us to sheep. Jesus calls us sheep. We can practice together. That's a sick sheep right there, wasn't it? The Bible calls us sheep like sheep without a shepherd. And when sheep are away from the shepherd, they get easily scattered. The enemy knows if he can scatter the sheep, the sheep will be in danger. The Bible says in John chapter 10 and verse 12, a hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming, a predator coming. He will abandon the sheep because they do not, they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. And right now the wolf is attacking the sheep and the sheep are scattering. The wolf of COVID-19 is attacking the wolf of financial challenges, the wolf of racism, the wolf of depression, the wolf of worry, the wolf of fear, the wolf of confusion. Can I tell you our spiritual enemy is busy right now? The wolf is attacking the sheep. The sheep have scattered and are in danger. I want to talk to you for a few moments about two dangers of scattered sheep. Two dangers of scattered sheep. And, and the first is this, scattered sheep get lost. They, they, they get lost. Sheep do not have a good sense of direction. In fact, sheep will follow whoever is leading them. Another question I think is very important at the beginning of this series is, is this question right here. Would you process this? Who's leading your life? Who, who, who's leading your life? 
Is the Lord leading your life? Would you be honest about that answer? Is the Lord your shepherd, as the Bible says in Psalm chapter 23 and verse number one? It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He lead. He wants to lead. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. A lot of people are scattered and lost because Jesus is not leading them their life and they, they've ended up in brown pastures instead of green pastures their life is in rough waters instead of beside still waters their life is on the path of wickedness instead of the path of righteousness if you don't let Jesus lead your life you will not move forward to a healthier you You'll stay scattered. You, you'll, stay, you'll stay lost, lost in relationships, and lost in career, and lost in marriage, and lost in parenting, lost financially, lost in, 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 with your future. Some today are lost because you're following your own way. You're following your own way. Isaiah talks about this as it talks about us being, being sheep. It says in Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6, it says, all of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. And you will always end up lost if you follow your own path. And when we get on our own path, we, we can start fooling ourselves and thinking, thinking, you know what? I mean, I don't really need that much of the Lord. I mean, not, not that much. I mean, I, I mean, a little bit of Jesus will do it. You know, I, I don't really need to read my Bible and pray every day. I mean, I've got my own thoughts. I've got my own time. I, I don't have time. I mean, 6 a.m. prayer meeting, no thank you on that. I, I'm not going to be at a 6 a.m. prayer meeting. That's for radical people. I mean, be in church weekly, either in person or online, and hearing the preaching of God's word. Oh, I don't need to really do that. Serve others. Be on the dream team. I mean, live a life of integrity. I, I don't really need to have integrity. I've got my own way. I've got my own path in church. I'd say, oh no, don't do that. Your way will keep you lost. Don't follow you. Some of you are lost because you're following the wrong shepherd. You're following the wrong shepherd. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 6 says, my people have been lost sheep. Their, their shepherds have led them astray and turned them loose in the mountains. They have lost their way and can't remember how to get back to the sheepfold. And some of you are following the wrong shepherd and you've lost your way. You're following the, the news is becoming your shepherd and, and leading your life. You're letting social media shepherd you. You're letting culture shepherd you. You're letting alcohol and drugs shepherd your life. You're letting friends and, and, and people shepherding your life. You're following the wrong shepherd and who you follow is very very important. You got to be careful who you follow. True story. In Eastern Europe, there were shepherds that decided to have breakfast together and they left their sheep unattended. And there were 1,500 sheep grazing without a shepherd. And one of the sheep decided to walk in a particular direction and the other sheep followed that sheep. And, and, and that sheep walked and literally walked off a cliff, 49 feet to the ground. And the other sheep 
fell off the cliff as well. 400 of those sheep died that day. I mean, it was a good day for everybody that was in the back of the pack that day. You know what I'm saying? Because they had that cushion down there on the ground when they, when they came tumbling down. The story says about $74,000 worth of sheep were lost that day as 400 sheep died. Can, 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 you, can you imagine this with me? One sheep goes in the wrong direction, walks off a cliff, and, and, and one after another after another after another follows the sheep right off the cliff. Can I say this to us? Just because something is popular doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> You got to be careful who you follow. You got to be careful following yourself. You, you follow yourself. If you follow your own way, your own desires, the scripture says there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to destruction. That's what the scripture says. And you will follow yourself right off a cliff. If you follow the wrong shepherd, the wrong shepherd will lead you right off the cliff. You've got to be careful who you follow. Make the Lord your shepherd and he'll lead you beside still water. He'll lead you in the green pastures. Make the Lord your shepherd. I want you to see a second thing about, about scattered sheep. Scattered sheep get lost. And number two is this. Scattered sheep get isolated. They get isolated. If, if the, a predator can get amongst the sheep, the sheep will scatter and the sheep will run for their life and end up isolated. Don't miss this, church. Isolation leads to unhealth. It leads to unhealth. Why? Let, let me share some things with you today that will help your life. Number one is this. Isolated sheep carry all of their burdens. Isolated sheep carry all of their own burdens. When, when, when we get isolated, we have to carry our own burdens all by ourselves. And sheep are not meant to carry heavy burdens. I, I've learned a lot about sheep over the last several weeks preparing for this series and for this message. You will never see sheep carrying some big old heavy pack on their back. Now, you'll see other animals, mules and, and horses, but, but not sheep. They were not meant to carry a heavy load. In fact, a heavy load will crush the sheep. I, I wonder if this is one of the reasons why Jesus and the Bible refers to us as sheep. Because we were not designed to carry heavy loads by ourselves. Matter of fact, some of you today are in an unhealthy place because you're trying to carry the load of life all by yourself and it's heavy and it's hard and the scripture says this in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2 carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ you were never created to carry life's burdens all by yourself and life can get very heavy this crazy season that we've been navigating through has gotten very heavy and you were never created to carry all of these burdens on your own. It will crush you if you try to carry all the burdens all by yourself. You need the church. You need other Christians. You need a small group of people that will help you carry the loads that you have in life. It's imperative if we're going to move forward and experience health in our life. Number two is this. I want you to see this. Scattered sheep get isolated. Here, here, here's, here's why isolation leads to unhealth. 
isolated sheep have no one to help them up when they fall. They have no one to help them up when they fall. When sheep, especially pregnant sheep, fall on their backs, they end up in some serious trouble. Check out this video. Unlike many other animals, sheep don't roll onto their backs for a good scratch or even for fun, and they certainly don't sleep on their backs. This sheep is in a desperate position. If it can't get back onto its feet very soon, it'll die. Sheep are particularly prone to getting cast, as it's called, in the run-up to lambing time. That's during the spring. With the extra weight of their lambs inside them, the pregnant mums are very top-heavy. And if they roll over, that extra weight makes it extremely difficult for them to get back up again. If you see a sheep in this position, it's very easy to save its life. Simply walk quietly and steadily up to it and roll it over. Once it's the right way up again, the sheep will probably run back to the flock. But as you can see, this sheep's still quite wobbly. She was probably on her back for some time and is finding it hard to balance again. If this is the case, it's worth pausing to make sure it doesn't fall over again. When I helped her up, this ewe panicked so much she nearly toppled over again in her haste to get away from me. This is because she was already in shock. She knew she was in terrible danger of dying on her back. That sheep was in trouble right there, church. <laughs> That sheep was in shock on his back, and she knew she was in terrible danger of dying. And let me tell you something. Life has a way of knocking all of us on our back. Sometimes it's a messy divorce that'll knock you on your back. Sometimes it's a stupid decision. I've made about 43,000 of those myself. Come on, it'll knock you on your back. Sometimes it's a betrayal of a friend or a loved one. You can't believe what they've done and the anger and the bitterness has you knocked on your back. Sometimes it's a financial challenge. It's a work challenge. It's a, it's a marital challenge. It's a, it's a parenting challenge. It's a singleness challenge that's knocked you on your back. Here's what I know about life. You live long enough. Life will knock you on your back. And you got to have somebody that will be there to roll you over. You got to have somebody that will be there to help you back up. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse number 9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down and oh, in life, you're going to fall down. One, uh, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. And some of you are in an unhealthy place and you didn't even know why. Life has knocked you on your back and you have no one to pick you back up and you're in terrible danger of dying on your back. And at People's Church today, I'm here to tell you, we want to help you get back up. You don't have to stay down. Listen to me, church. You can get back up. You need some Christians that'll come alongside of you. We call it in our small group ministry that'll reach down and say, baby, you cannot stay down. God still has a plan for your life. God still has purpose for your life. God still has destiny for your life. Let me help you get back up. Somebody needs to get up again, start living again, move forward again. God has more for your life. Listen, don't stay on your back. Somebody shout, get up. Come on, put it in the chat line right now. Get up. Come on, shout it again. Get up. 
Somebody needs to get up, get off your back. God's got more for your life. Listen to me. We're here to help you get back up. You got to get people around you who love the Lord because you're going to get knocked on your back and you need people that will help you get back up again because there are some circles that will just kick you down and keep you down. How many know what I'm talking about? There are some folk that just put their foot on your neck and put your foot on your back, put your foot on your, they'll lay on top of you. They'll, they'll, they'll tie your feet down and try to keep you down. Come on. Listen to me. You got to have some folks that say, uh-uh, I'm not letting you stay down. I'm picking you back up. There's more for your life. There's destiny for your life. Listen, God has more. He wants to use your life. Get up. Oh, I feel a preach on me today, church. Number three, number three, number three. I want you to see a third reason. A third reason why isolation leads to unhealth. Isolated sheep get attacked. They, they, they get attacked. First Peter chapter five and verse eight. It says, be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around and, and church. I read the Bible all the time. I've read this verse so many times, but it jumped out at me fresh with a fresh perspective this week as I was studying. It says, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The enemy is always looking for a someone to devour, not for somebodies to devour. He's looking for a someone not for some bodies. He, he's looking for someone who is isolated. He, he doesn't want to attack a group. There, there are too much strength in the group. He wants a someone. He's looking for someone. Someone. An isolated sheep. Sheep are vulnerable when they're isolated. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 11. I've already read to you verse 9 and 10 in, in chapter 4. Let me read those next two verses. It says, also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone, though one may be overpowered? And that happens sometimes in life. You feel overpowered by your situation. You feel overpowered financially. You feel overpowered with COVID-19. You feel overpowered with stress and depression. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken don't let the enemy overpower you in this season. Get connected to God's people. There's strength and power in numbers. There is victory in numbers. Your health is predicated on you getting connected with God's people. And, and I'm so excited about this season because as your pastor, I am just not going to let the devil win in Jesus' name. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you isolated on your own, pick you off, take you down keep you down and matter of fact it's been a while since I've done this but I'm creating some unhealthy curriculum just for this series when our small groups launch September the 20th obviously you can lead a group on with basketball or lead a group on a football you could lead a, a women's group a men's group a bible study a parenting group whatever the Lord will lead you to lead to, to lead it's about building relationships with one another but I'm going to actually create a six-week curriculum and I'm asking everybody to get involved in small groups for at least six weeks. 
And all you have to be able to do to lead a group is to hit play on your mobile device, on your phone. And I'm going to do like a five to ten minute devotional, and then I'm going to lead us in questions as a church. You just hit play. It'll be me, and then hit stop, and there'll be the question, and then the group will talk. But what I want us to do is get in community so that we can pick one another back up, that we, that we can carry each other's burdens, that we're not isolated and allow the devil to pick us off. We need God's church, and we need God's people. I want you to see a fourth thing, a fourth thing about why isolation leads to unhealth. Isolated sheep get weird. Some of you laugh right there. You must know what I'm talking about. Isolated sheep get weird. How, how many of you saw the movie Castaway years ago? Anybody see that movie? Some of y'all are too holy to lift your hand in church about a movie. You know what I mean? In the movie Castaway, Tom Hanks was on an island all by himself. He was there for a while, a good while. And he found a volleyball one day when he was frustrated. He saw a volleyball. And the volleyball brand name was Wilson. And, and Tom Hanks put a smiley face on it and some eyes. No, no, listen, they actually sell these at the store. I didn't, I didn't make this. This is sold at the store. They make these volleyballs just like this. I didn't know that. And so they got this volleyball, and, and, and Tom made a face on it, and, and he named the volleyball Wilson. And Wilson became his best friend on the island. I mean, Tom was just walking, talking to Wilson. Hey, Wilson. And, I mean, Tom was just by himself with Wilson. And, and then in the movie, Tom loses the volleyball. Boy, and he has a breakdown. He's like, oh, Wilson, Wilson, I'm sorry, Wilson, Wilson. I'm not exaggerating, folks. This is what, it, I mean, this is, this is real. I mean, he's like, Wilson, <laughs> Wilson, Wilson, I'm sorry, Wilson. And he was getting a little cray-cray over that volleyball. research team discovered that after just a few hours of isolation can lead to a distorted perception of time, high levels of anxiety, and even hallucinations. Case studies of prisoners kept in solitary confinement also indicate that a lack of human contact can lead to a cognitive breakdown. Say, Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying we need each other. God created us for relationships. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18, Adam is in the garden by himself before Eve was created. It's a perfect place. There's perfection. There's no sin. There's no wickedness. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no evil. And God looks down at his perfect creation, a perfect man that he's created. And God said to this man, although things were perfect, he said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I'll make a helper, a companion. God knows it's not good for people to be alone and isolated. People can get weird. You get all by yourself. You start coming up with some weird theology. Like, where'd you get that from? Huh? What? You, you believe what? You get weird theology. You get some weird thinking. You can, you can get some weird habits all by yourself. We can never get healthy being isolated. It's not good for man, for a woman to be alone. We need each other. If we're going to move forward into health, we need God's church and we need God's people. Even for introverts like myself. 
Some of you didn't realize that your pastor is a big introvert. I mean, I, I, I can be really awkward in large spaces with a lot of people, and I'm an introvert. I, I prefer being by myself. I like being by myself. Give me the option of people or me, I choose me. I choose me. I, I like me. But can I tell you, even as an extreme extrovert, an introvert, I need people. I really do. Because there have been times I've been all by myself. Anybody ever been all by yourself and for a while and you start thinking crazy stuff? You're like, but where did all that come from? Thank God I can talk to people and they can speak life to me and speak truth to me and minister to me and help me and say, Herbert, why are you? What are you thinking? No, don't think that. Don't do that. That's crazy. We need each other. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want to give you two healthy next steps for scattered sheep. You know, I'm an application preacher. I want to give you two healthy next steps for scattered sheep. Here it goes. The first is this. Follow the good shepherd. I want to give you something to take home. Follow the good shepherd. Psalm 23 verse 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you follow Jesus, he will lead you. You will not be in want. Jesus will take care of you. Listen, church, he will lead you into greater levels of physical health, financial health, mental health, emotional health. Jesus is the starting point to a healthier you. Yes, throughout this series, we're going to teach you other principles in God's word to help you move forward into a healthier you. But you got to have the foundation to build on and the foundation is Jesus. If you've been following you, if you've been following the wrong shepherds, I'm saying today if you're going to move forward in health, the foundation has to be right. You've got to start following Jesus. Stop following you today. Stop following culture today. Stop following social media today. Stop following the news station today. Follow the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd it begins with following Jesus and the second healthy step that I want you to take is determining your mind today to get connected get connected would you make up your mind today I'm going to get connected to God's church and to God's people and a lot of people have gotten out of the habit of church whether in person or online They've got disconnected from God and God's people. They're not praying. They're not reading their Bible. They're, 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 they're not connected. And I'm here to say, church, 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 statistics. I told you last week, 32% of committed Christians in America ha- have stopped going to church in person or online. They're disconnected. They're not even going to church. They're not, they're not hearing God's word preached. They're, they're not building their life on the foundation. And I'm saying, church, get connected. Matter of fact, check this out. I want to show you the build God's people game plan that myself and the staff have created to help God's people get connected. Would you take a picture of this if you didn't last week? Matter of fact, I added something to this graphic this week. Would you take a picture of it? Come on, I want you to get a picture of this. It's so important. August the 30th is our dream team training. And at every single campus, my wife and I are going to go, except for our Indianapolis campus, Pastor Chris and Jamie will be there. If you serve on the dream team, you're one of our volunteers that make ministry happen. If you serve at the Oklahoma City campus, would you meet us August 30th at 5 p.m.? 
and then we're going to leave after investing and pouring into our dream team at Oklahoma City campus. My wife and I are going to drive to the Midwest City campus, and we want to meet you at 6 p.m., all the dream team there at Midwest City, and we want to invest in your life there. And then we're going to hop on the car and drive over to the Northwest campus, and then we're going to invest in the Northwest campus dream team. I'm saying, church, we're going to make a difference in this season. We're not going to let our church family, our cities die on our watch and just look inward. We're going to make a difference. Now, put that graphic back up for me. I want to give you the game plan. We got to, we're going to invest in our kids. Our online numbers for our kids and our youth ministries have dropped, dropped drastically. We're still putting the services online, but less and less and less people are taking advantage of it and pouring into their kids. We're opening up our kids' classrooms coming up on September the 13th. We've been watching other churches learning how to do this as safely as possible to get the gospel in our kids. Beginning September the 13th, parents, kids' classrooms will be opening up at all of our campuses. September the 16th, Epic Student Ministries, on-site services to begin. Our 6th through 12th grade ministry for our students will begin on-site to invest in our kids and our students. The services will still be online, but we'll be having in-person gatherings September the 20th. This is huge right here, church. Back to church Sunday. It's actual national back to church Sunday. Let's get back to church. Let's get back to church in person or online. Let's be committed. If you've been a part of that 32%, make up in your mind, I'm getting back to church. Small groups launch on that day as well, September the 20th. And then here's the four-week challenge. I, would, I, I realize if we can just create some habits, some patterns, it'll lead us back to health, following God, following his way. I want to ask you, if you have not downloaded the PC People's Church app, get the People's Church app. What's wrong with you? Get the People's Church app. We'll send you notifications. We'll update you. And on that app, at the very top of it, it's a four-week challenge. I'm asking my church family to make a commitment to get committed to going to church four weeks in a row. September 20th, September 27th, just four weeks in a row. October 4th, October the 11th. Would you make a commitment? Pastor, I'm coming back to church. I'm going to make it four weeks in a row. I'm going to get my life built on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. Listen, church, there's no way you're going to lead yourself back to a healthier you by yourself. If you don't make Jesus the foundation, his word the foundation, his church the foundation, you're not going to fall into a healthier you. It's only letting the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. You can also sign up on the website, peoples.church, the, the four-week challenge with many of you, scores of you after church. Let me know, pastor, I'm in, I'm in. Count on me for the four-week challenge and get signed up to get back to God's house. And we want to go and become a healthier version of ourselves and get healthy in areas where we've been unhealthy. We need the great Lord to help us. We need the great Lord to help us be a healthier us, whether it's been depression, whether it's been anxiety, whether it's been overeating, whether it's been addictions. God set us free. Great are you, Lord. You are able. Nobody leave early today. Don't leave early online. Come on, would you stand all around our campuses right now? Come on, would you begin to worship your great God and say, God, you're great. I need you more than anything else. I need your help. I need your strength. I need to build my life on you. Come on, somebody bless the Lord today. It's all about you, Jesus.